Running a pet business is no walk in the park. I've been there, done that, and sure have the campfire stories to prove it. That's why Pet Boss Nation created Camp Pet Boss, where you can relax at a beautiful lake, refuel your leadership confidence with our in-person activities, and reignite your passion for the pet business of your dreams with your pet industry peers and trusted experts. Camp Pet Boss is a one-of-a-kind business retreat that mixes conference learning sessions and camp-like activities for pet professionals and their dogs. When was the last time that you got away from your business, unplugged from the chaos, and reconnected with your inner entrepreneurial spirit? And I hope that you heard me, that your furry best friend could be there too. Get ready for the most amazing and unique in-person adventure for pet business owners and their dogs, happening this summer in Lake Delton, Wisconsin, August 27th through the 30th of 2024. Tickets will sell out, and one building is already booked solid, So I want you to hit pause on this podcast and visit camppetboss.com right now to make sure that you have a room reserved. Your ticket price includes all food, lodging, and seminars. Need another reason to secure your ticket early? How about a massive discount of savings of $850 off your ticket? That's right. Early bird pricing is happening right now, but not for much longer. And I can't wait to hang out with you at camp this summer and share all those juicy pet boss stories around the campfire. The Pet Boss Nation team and I just worked our pet business booties off to create a superb, one-of-a-kind virtual event that brought together over 700 participants in the pet industry. And that event was our pet business boot camp. So if you saw any of our ads on social media with me wearing neon headbands, hanging out on the track and field, or lifting my Pomeranians, Dante and Dory as weights, then you know two things about me now. One is that I love bringing people together, even if it's virtually, and I love a good theme. That's right. I love throwing events and putting on a party. And that's pretty much what it was like. This was a business party. It was six solid days of one to two hour lessons all around marketing deep and thoughtful reflection about how people are running their businesses and what they need to do to grow and connection between pet industry peers. Specifically, we got real deep in marketing about how pet businesses attract their ideal customers, how they build an audience, how they find leads within this audience that they can turn into prospects and how then we get those prospects to actually convert to being paying customers And finally, how they create raving fans and build lifelong relationships. Now, if you want access to any of those replays, you need to join us in the Pet Boss Club because this is what we teach in the Pet Boss Club and you will be able to watch it all there. You see, there is just so much more to marketing than relying on the social media platforms to put your message out there because they only put it in front of about one to 6% of your, of your followers. We need to do more than that. And I think that this is one of the biggest ahas for everyone at bootcamp that to grow your pet business, you must have a marketing strategy. You must be intentional with your decisions and you must be committed to your business success. These sessions were so on fire and valuable that I had to share some of them with you. So for the next four episodes of the Boss Your Business podcast, 
my team has pulled out segments from the Pet Business Bootcamp 2023 that we believe will be the most impactful for you, our loyal podcast listener. These are replays from live sessions. So you may notice a few sound quality issues since we're using different recording devices, or I may reference the chat or reference our pop-up Facebook group. So if it doesn't make sense, just realize that, you know, that was part of the bootcamp experience and maybe just picture yourself there with us. This first segment we're covering today is all around marketing to different generations. That's Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, and Baby Boomers. Your ideal customer may want you to communicate differently with them than you think. And you really should be thinking about that next generation who you may not be marketing to because your ideal customer is there and they will become your future next customer, which you'll need for the longevity of your pet business. I also have a few special guests with me on this episode in this session, and it's the Pet Boss Nation team, Yolanta, Amanda, and Maddie. This is one of my favorite sessions from bootcamp. So take notes. Welcome to the Boss Your Business podcast, the show for the local pet business owner. If you have a physical building, carry inventory, have a team, or dream of having one someday, then this podcast is for you. You'll hear honest conversations from pet pros work in the streets of Main Street, where dog business is big business. I'm your show host, Candace Daniolo, the founder of Pet Boss Nation and a pet business coach. I've started, scaled, and sold three successful pet businesses and now help mentor thousands of pet professionals to see success faster together. I'm sharing my favorite business tips with you mixed with the latest secrets of what's working now, especially in this challenging world. So if you're a pet supply store, grooming salon, dog daycare, boarding facility, pet sitter, dog trainer, or really anyone covered in fur, Let's get started. I want to know where you get the majority of your new inquiries, new ones. Is it word of mouth? Is it next door? Is it your website? Is it through DMs on Instagram? Where are they coming from? Well, I've never gotten to a point in my business where I was like, things are a little tight right now. The revenue is not quite coming in. I always go back to like what worked, right? Go back to what works. So if you take anything away from this whole training, I want you to just lean in more to where you are already getting business. Learn more about that strategy. Learn more about where that is or how to maximize that because then more business will follow from that. Okay, it's easy to get distracted with all the things, but I want you to really focus on what's already working for you. But you know, we're gonna cover a lot more than that because in this training, you are going to learn the 12 marketing things that every pet business owner needs. You are going to also decide exactly what you should be sharing in your marketing to help reveal your, what we're calling secret sauce, right? I'm Italian. So we'd like to, you know, think about food in this one tonight with us for everybody, your secret sauce. And we're going to help you because uncover some glaring gaps and easy opportunities that might be right in front of you. We are going to now focus on our pet ownership measurements, the pet ownership measurements. When I said that I've been in business since before Facebook and all of that, we're going to talk now about the different generations real quick. I'm a Gen X. I personally think Gen X is the best. 
we are the probably the toughest of the bunch. I feel like we are right. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the different generations, and I'll be bringing my team on actually to to help to have the discussion here very soon. So let's quickly just cover what like Gen Z and millennials and the boomers and uh, where you are even where are you right? But so let's cover these real quick. So Gen Z, they are currently eleven to twenty six years old. Which for a lot of us, like maybe you're the boomers or Gen X myself, we might go, holy cow, Gen Z is already in their mid twenties. Like that'd be crazy, right? That's how I kind of feel if I don't actually look at this stuff because time flies. We don't even realize how much time has passed. Like I sold my store, I think in 2016, right now that's like six years have gone by since I sold my store. That was pre-pandemic. So much has changed since then. We're already way past the pandemic, I feel like. So Gen Z, they were born from 1997 to 2012. Millennials, they're 27 to 42. Oh my gosh. Millennials are all the way up to 42. I know, again, some of us who have been in the industry for a really long time are like, holy cow, these millennials are now our perfect demographic (laughs) and we need to be catering to the millennials. And then we've got the Gen Xs like myself, 43 to 58. And then the boomers in the house from 59 to 75. We love our boomers. Here's what's interesting about Gen X. We're this interesting age gap where half of us really do identify in the boomer era. And then some of us identify more as millennials, but Gen X gets the best of both worlds. That's why I say we're best. (laughs) All right. Now, one of the things that I want to do today is I want to share a couple key things. Well, first we're going to go into pet ownership. Let me do that. There's the, the pet ownership within these categories. Now, this is the same study that we'll share with you very soon but it's the American Pet Products Association's survey that they did. And it's from 2022, I think is, is when the latest, when the data was collected, but it was just released this year. And they have broken out into sharing percentages of pet ownership. Okay. So I don't have the specifics, let's say dog ownership versus cat ownership, but you could say that you could go in with the math that we did and say, okay, well, if 16% of pets are owned by Gen Z, then half of that would be dogs because we're actually at 75%. That would be the the total within the pet ownership space. We've got our Gen Z's on 16%. The millennials have 33% of the pet ownership right now. Gen X is 25% and boomers are at 25%. So what this tells us is that millennials love, love, love them some pets, right? They love pets. They have pets are their kids. They're buying houses now for their pets to cater to the pets. So the pets can have bigger yards or different amenities. The millennials are the largest group of pet owners. And what's interesting is that yes, Gen X and boomers still make up 50%, right? We're still a huge part of the population of ownership. But what's going to happen is as we're all sitting in this room and we're thinking about the longevity of our businesses, the future of our businesses, we need to be thinking, well, you know, what's five years from now? So boomers in the house, are you going to still be running your business five years from now? Or are you going to be ready to retire? What is, you know, let's go back to six years, seven years. Like that doesn't really, it's really not that far away. Like it seems far away, but if we think back in time, like, gosh, that last six or seven years flew by. So I want you to just think about that for us in Gen X and boomers. Like, are we still going to be running these businesses or are we going to be ready to sell them? And if we want a sellable asset, we need to be really thinking about who's the next generation of pet parent and pet consumer, right? And that is going to be the Gen Zs and the millennials. Now, millennials already make up 33% that's only going to continue to grow, right? They have lots of life left to be able to own more animals. Now, what's interesting is Gen Z, 
they're already making up more than half of what Gen X or boomers have, right? Just a little bit more. They're more than half and they're still very young. Now, I don't know how many 11 year olds to the, you know, out of, before they're out of the house or in that, but, but there, there's probably some clearly it made, it made the mark, but there's enough of them in their early twenties that are pet owners coming into the marketplace that we need as business owners. And we think about the longevity of our business. We need to think about this stuff. Okay. It's really important. So before I bring my team on, I want to cover real quickly, some key things to think about for each of these demographics. And what we want to do is think about how does this play into your marketing? Okay. Because this all does relate to marketing. So we know with Gen Z, right? They have short attention spans, uh, at least on social media. Um, not, I don't want to say I'm not blanketing that with them, but we know that They've, it's the technology that has come about. It's the era of the TikToks and the reels, right? Short attention spans. So whatever you do in your marketing, we want you to keep it short. We also want you to use video. We're going to be talking about that a lot, but video is very important to Gen Z. They also love to engage and with the brands and they love to participate in your content creation. So I know a lot of us are like afraid to be on camera or not confident in all what, in what to do. This generation like lives and breathes and eats this stuff. Like it's super easy for them to come in and assist you and help you. So lean into that, that help. And you might have employees who are in that generation, lean into that assistance from them. Okay. Now with our millennials, they really want to feel connected. They want to feel involved in the purchase. They want to connect with that brand. They love online conveniences, right? And they want to, and I think we need to remove any frictions. So if we think about millennials, 27 to 42, they have, they potentially do have children. They have families. They're working maybe multiple jobs. They're busy, busy people. And when I think about the, my sister's in this, in this category, and she always, I mean, every, anything she could do from her phone all day long, Instacart order, you know, curbside pickup, anything and everything she's ordering. And she does have a million boxes come into her house all the time. And she's juggling a million things. She wants to sign up for classes online for her kids. Like she needs it to be easy. She wants to chat with someone on their website. She needs to remove any friction from her life because she is a busy person. And you know what? I know you are a busy person too. We all are. And, and that's really where we can reflect back at our own businesses and go, hmm, am I making it easy for people to do business with me? Or is it actually hard like to get a hold of me or to find learn more about me? Like that's something we need to evaluate within our marketing. So we want to remove that friction. Now, Gen X, okay, for us, we want great customer service. We love good customer service. And we want a mix of traditional and current methods. Okay. So, you know, we grew up with the newspapers and coupon clipping and <laughs> we, we grew up with that stuff, but we also love being like, I actually shop a lot on Facebook. We had this discussion at a team meeting today about where people shop online and I fall for the Facebook ads all the time. I don't really shop on Instagram that much, but our millennial team members, they shop on Instagram and some of them have had, maybe had some bad experiences or good experiences too. So that it's really interesting as we have this discussion, but Gen X's love a great customer service experience. All right. We also do love discounts and I'm somebody, I don't, I mean, I do appreciate the discount. I'm a small business lover though, too. So I don't really come after you for discounts, but this is something about this generation too, that we just love a good deal. We love loyalty programs and all that stuff. 
We also can be hit really hard right now with anything that's like nostalgic, anything that can tie to our youth because of the age gap that we're in right now. You know, I don't want to call it a midlife crisis, but you know, it's things where we (laughs) are like really reconnected to the things that we had when we were growing up. And then boomers, you know, you actually love your emails. There was a survey that was done and they said the 62% of boomers have made a purchase. 62% of boomers have made a purchase through email, through email marketing in the last year. So for us pet businesses who have that demographic and serve that demographic, we have to be doing email marketing. I personally believe all of you should be doing email marketing, but if we are trying to capture that audience, we definitely have to do it. They also love word of mouth and they appreciate things really being spelled out for them and they're conversational and they're humorous. All right. So we love our boomers. Now, what I would love to do is I want to bring on the team, the team that's here. We've got Amanda, Yolanta, and Maddie are here. I'm going to go ahead and unmute them and we're going to have a discussion. So. I would love to start by coming to Yolanta because you had, you had an interesting discussion. We were talking about Gen, well, we were talking about Gen Z being 11 to 26. You thought, okay, well, a lot of them might be still living at home. And there was a difference between well, who actually owns a dog, who is the pet for, not necessarily dog, but who's the pet for, and tell us about your experience. Well, first tell us what, what generation you're falling in and then tell us that story. Sure. So I'm a millennial. And so in, you know, the household that I used to share with my family, actually, uh, my previous dog was, you know, the family dog, I made none of the purchase decisions. So that kind of framed my perception leading into tonight's discussion where I was thinking, well, if you're a child or a young adult, which a lot of people, there are a lot of young adults living with their families, who's really the, what's the difference between who's the influencer of the purchase decision and who's the buyer, you know, actually fulfilling that purchase decision. And in my case, In my example, now, you know, I live independently with my dog, Cody, and I fully finance Cody's lifestyle. I'm his sugar mama, Uh, (laughs) but my parents get to reap all the benefits and rewards for free because they live next door. So, you know, he gets, they get him to visit and they get to play and have fun and, you know, participate in his lifestyle, but they don't, (laughs) they don't contribute anything to it besides that. Just the love. So that's where we were thinking about, you know, who is actually influencing your decisions when uh, the decisions that the pet parents are making and making their purchases, and then who's the one who's actually buying, because it seems to be like a multifaceted process. It's not so straightforward, especially when you're dealing with a couple of generations. Right. Which leads me to Amanda. So Amanda, I'll ask to unmute you there. Tell us about your experience with the different generations. Yeah. So I'm a millennial through and through. However, I have a 14 year old stepdaughter who is a Gen Z. Is that right? The one below the millennials, Gen Z, and then Gen X is, and uh, that's it. Okay. I get confused with the letters, Gen Z, and she is 14 years old. And while she obviously doesn't have her own stream of income, she is super hip and super with it. I spend all of my time on social media, but she's the first one that will come to me and show me something really cool that I didn't know, a local store or a a toy that she wants to get for our dog. And so she influences me to make purchases, even though I'm a millennial, she sees a lot more cool stuff than even I do. So kind of how Yolanta and I were talking earlier today was Obviously, Gen Zers aren't really making big purchases. However, they are influencing the parents who are the millennials and the Gen, the Gen Xers. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And then you were saying that your parents also they're boomers, right? And how do they, that's right. that's right. And they, um, they buy my dog's presents, like their, their children, their, their grandchildren, you know, I mean, I get Christmas gifts, Christmas baskets from my parents for my dogs every year. So they purchase for my dogs, even though they personally don't have dogs, they still buy for mine. They are grand dog parents. So multi-generational, it's very interesting how we all purchase for our animals in different ways. Yeah. And even though you brought up a store example there where they're buying merchandise, I remember when I had my doggy daycare, we would get our clients who were probably the gen millennials and gen X's when they were asked what they wanted for the holidays, they would tell their parents just to get them gift certificates to the doggy daycare. So oftentimes we opened up and made online ordering of gift certificates easy so that our current customer base could tell their relatives, this is how they wanted to spend the money for the gifts. So cool. And then Maddie, are you here? Let's see. Awesome. Hi, Maddie. Maddie, so you have an interesting take on this. Why don't you tell everybody where you fall in, which is your customer base range and kind of your perspective on all this? Hi, guys. So I'm, I fall in between the Gen Z and the millennial. I'm right in the middle. And my customer base for my business is about 75% Gen Z millennial. So we cater to that age between the 21 and 34. And I want to say that I don't want you to be scared of the Gen Zs and the beginning stages of the millennials. And I want you to think my sister, she just graduated from college and she's about 23, 24, just moved into an apartment with her boyfriend. And immediately the first thing that she got was a cat. And she keeps messaging me every single day and it keeps going and going and be like, what should I get for the cat? Should I get this? Does it need this? It needs the toys. I want to learn how to walk it on a leash and all these things. So they're really coming out of school and really, and I, I'd say we want to inf infiltrate them. We want to get them when they're young and get them into our businesses before they kind of see what's out there. Um, as well as the college students, I get a ton of college students in my business and they're really having pets in their, their homes and their apartments and they're part of a family member. And even though they are, like we mentioned, maybe not spending the big bucks, they are going to be a long-term customer because you're going to have them from the beginning and you're going to watch their pets grow. So mm -hmm. I definitely don't want to count them out. Yeah. And because we're, they're at this like prime stage in pet ownership where we, we as business owners can really influence educating them and help influence their future decision buying. I love that. Okay. Thanks for sharing Maddie. All right, team, anything else you want to share? Actually, Yolanda, I want to come back to you real quick. Cause you had the story about Cody's collar that you were sharing earlier. Yeah, absolutely. So just a prime example, guys, I feel like, you know, there's examples of marketing in my daily life. Yesterday, I was walking Cody and a neighbor who sees Cody all of the time, and I guess considers him a reputable source of information or word of mouth business was admiring his collar. And this gentleman was uh, probably between the 70s and 80s a boomer generation. And he was saying to me, like, you know what, I would love to purchase a collar for my grandchildren's dog for Christmas. You know, where did you get that collar on your dog? And mind you, I wasn't sure if he, you know, would go on a website or have an email address to complete a purchase or anything like that. So what was great was, you know, I said, you know, I subscribe to their email list. They're online and I can send you the link if you have an email account. And he was like, yeah, here it is. 
just, you know, and I was like, okay, great. I forwarded the last email that I got from them. So the point is don't underestimate the different age groups in terms of their tech savviness, their willingness to purchase them asking, because I basically influence this purchase decision, them asking the younger generations for their feedback. Um, so, you know, they have to consider a multifaceted approach and not just, you know, go all in in one type of marketing. You have to think about like, where, where is your target audience? hanging out and who are they listening to? Yes. All good points there. So I love this whole segment because I feel like before maybe it was very segmented. Like a lot of us, I feel like in the conversations in our groups were saying, no, we only want these kind of customers or maybe not seeing the potential in other, in other generations who, but the thing is here, guys, they clearly are owning pets. And if we want to have long-term businesses, as well as serve the pets and the population, then we need to reach out to all of these consumers. Now, one size doesn't fit everybody, right? I hope that what we've shared with you is that we need to communicate with them in different ways in your marketing. But I also want you to really think about who your consumer is, right? Like I live in a town in Galesburg, Illinois, where I think whole maybe 65% of our population is over the age of 65. So, you know, there is a bigger market in the older. So you really need to think about like, who is your local market? Who are you going to serve? And then I want you to think about using your online platforms to reach younger audiences though, because even though I might have an older generation here in my town, there is a younger generation. They're just, I need to find them on their mobile devices, right? Okay. Thank you so much, Pet Boss team. All right. Appreciate you guys. I hope you enjoyed that session from our Pet Business Bootcamp. If you did, make sure to send us a message and let us know what your big takeaway was from it. Shoot us a DM on Instagram or send us an email. Upcoming episodes include highlights like how to build your email list, offers that convert and give you more customers, and ways to surprise and delight to retain more customers. Those are the upcoming sessions that we're giving you access to right here on the Boss Your Business podcast. Stay tuned. Wow, we surpassed 75,000 downloads of this podcast. I just can't believe it. So thank you so much for tuning in every week and for being part of the show. It would mean the world to me if we got to 80,000. Could you imagine? And then, oh my gosh, all the way to 100,000, my mind would be blown. So to do that, I need your help though. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast in case you haven't done that. Plus, I would love for you to tell other pet professionals about the amazing resources and ideas and strategies and tips and stories that myself and our clients and the people that we feature bring to you every single week, okay? So recommend this show to your fellow pet industry professionals. Have them visit petboss.com forward slash podcast, and they'll find all the old episodes and exactly how to connect with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It really means so much to me that you choose this podcast as part of your business education and journey here in the pet industry. Thank you.